This is episode seven of Penzo Street Physio Direct. Welcome back. I'm here to answer more questions. Let's get started. I got a question, why do chiros do adjustments? What is an adjustment and why do they crack? Well, obviously this is a question to ask a chiro. This question obviously pertains to manual therapy. So for those who are just exercise based, chill out for a bit. A adjustment or a manipulation is a high velocity, low amplitude thrust, generally used to try and move in a sense, your spinal joints or your vertebrae. The cracking sound itself is a cavitation, which is a rapid change in pressure in a liquid medium, or it's currently accepted as a cavitation of the, of the joints. Just from what I can see here, it probably takes about 100 to 150 milliseconds for the times for the adjustment, so it's very quick. There are some theories out there, but they are theories at the end of the day, so take these with a grain of salt. Some people believe that the joint is taken to its end range, plus given extra, and there are some theories of changing the mechanics of the spine, which could affect the function of your nervous system and some people also believe that the manipulations can also release adhesions or potentially reduce the distortion of the annulus fibrosis which is the outer layer of your intervertebral discs there's a lot of things to this i mean i question all of it because the evidence doesn't really support it sometimes i think that if you're going to come in and you're expecting, say, good results from a manipulation and then the manipulation happens, then you get good results, which is great. So part of it is your pre-existing expectations towards the manipulation or any sort of therapy. So that's probably manipulations in two minutes. Following on that, the next question is, does adjustments or do adjustments help with recovery or pain? There is some evidence that it can help short-term pain and function, but there's definitely no, no long-term effects. So I'm not saying don't use them, but if you're gonna use them, you may as well put in a long-term solution as well. So if we manipulate you and you feel better, that's great but you really need to find out why you're getting tight there or why things are happening at that area. You may want to strengthen up, which I commonly find is a better long-term solution, or you may just need to get fitter and just stop being lazy. Eh, simple as that. I have another stupid question. Is there no C in sea salt? All right. I looked this up a little bit. There are different types of salt. Sea salt is generally salt evaporated from the sea. The flakes are generally thicker and coarser compared to sort of your normal table salt. The Himalayan salt, which is the red salt, comes from the salt mine, Kera salt mine in Pakistan. And the reason why it is pink is because it has traces of iron oxide, which is basically rust. You also have kosher salt used in Jewish culinary cuisine, which typically has a flaky coarse structure. So yes, there's probably some sea and sea salt. All right, 
That being said, the next question is, is there such a thing as activating a muscle group? Now, I'm gonna be a bit pedantic because I don't think there's really such a thing. It is only in specific contexts that you have to activate a muscle. For example, in neurological conditions or after a spinal cord injury, because there is no, there is no activation there, literally. When we say activating a muscle, it implies that there was no activation before, hence my comments before. So if you're in the gym and for example, you can't get your goods activated, so to speak. So you're trying to do some activation exercises for your gluteal muscles. I am a bit pedantic. I get what you mean. I think it's that you can't feel your glutes working, even though that your movements that you're doing are working. So for example, if you're doing say a hip thrust or a split squat and you can't feel your glutes, then you could benefit from exercises which increases your perception of the glute working. So look, the glutes are working, but you're just not, or your brain's not connecting with it okay so there there are ways to sort of um get you feeling the glutes working a bit more so i'll give you a few tips here number one is that you're not in the right position or you're not at the right joint angles to get your glutes firing because you're either in extremes of abduction or external rotation or you're just not in a good position and your brain's like, oh, I can't work these glutes out or I can't activate these or I can't, you know, I can't increase the perception of the glutes working in these angles. So you might want to change the angle a little bit. Tip number two is there's not enough load. So if you're using a stupid little yellow band to do your monster walks, then you may want to use a harder band. You might feel it more. On the flip side, you may use too much load. So if you're using like a double black band and it's just too hard and what happens is that your body will probably recruit other muscles instead of your glutes. But keep in mind that your glutes are working but your body's not recognizing that they're working. So you may want to play around and get that sweet spot where you actually feel the glutes working. The other thing is that you might not be taking enough reps to fatigue. So you may just not be doing enough for the glutes to be burning. Finally, you may just have poor body awareness, which means that you need to pay attention when you're doing the exercise a little bit more and you probably get something out of it. So when you are doing exercise in general, try to understand why you're doing the exercise, not just because you wanna lose weight and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but if you're gonna do an exercise properly, pay attention to your position, get some feedback, and it'll help you in the long term. The question is, is there such a thing as activating a muscle group? Well, yes, there is in certain populations, only if you have some sort of brain injury or some sort of neurological insult um, or a neurological condition. Other than that, no. The last question is, for now, does reasonable cardio activity help improve overall strength? I know reasonable is a bit vague, but example is, for example, me, average 5,000 steps per day of walking. If I incorporate slow jogging five kilometers a day, would that help me, given that it doesn't hinder my recovery? The answer is not directly. 
your slow jogging would probably improve your aspects of the cardiovascular system but to a certain extent so you'd probably get benefits but then after that it'll peter off and if you want to want to improve say your cardiovascular system a bit more you probably need to add an element of intensity to it but there's nothing wrong with that it's exercise exercise is great go for it I have I've got nothing to back this up but I believe that if you get your cardiovascular system working a bit better I do believe that it will improve your ability to recover between sets of resistance training and I think that's going to be the biggest transfer into helping you improve your overall strength because if you are able to recover quicker then you could potentially work harder in a shorter amount of time and potentially get more gains um, typically in muscle growth hypertrophy um, which will obviously lead to strength gains in the long term anyway so a bit of cardio it's not going to kill you in fact it's probably going to keep you alive interestingly enough how does cardio keep you alive well there is research showing that it can improve blood vessel elasticity and the arteries or the diameter of the arteries can enlarge um, the walls get a bit thinner but it still retains i think the same strength um, what cardiovascular exercise does as well is that it seems to be able to change the actual composition of the plaques in your blood vessels it can also create potentially create more coronary blood vessels the coronary blood vessels are the uh, blood vessels which supply your heart so if they're blocked you're in big trouble so potentially cardiovascular exercise can increase what's called collateralization um, which is pretty cool it can regulate your nervous system better so if you're kind of from what I've read and I'm not understanding this fully but from what I've read it can balance things out a little bit better it can also promote anti-inflammatory myokines it can also lead to potential decreases in some inflammatory markers CRP and interleukin-6 plasma levels uh, especially the interleukin-6 plasma levels especially in type 2 diabetes so there are heaps of benefits to cardiovascular exercise if you're not doing some you probably need to do some so get out there and go do something it's probably scared me enough when I looked at this stuff it's probably scared me enough so I'm gonna start to do some jogging as a extra side note when I was just reading random things uh, cooldowns because I don't do cooldowns that often um, and cooldowns are considered sort of active recovery right after exercise I think you're correcting me if I'm wrong but I think the cooldowns seem to be created because some people started to get some post-exercise syncope so they started to feel a bit faint and dizzy and to try and combat that a cool down plus replacing your body with fluids seems to be the best thing to do so if you do get a bit dizzy and a bit how's it going after exercise well number one you probably need to go see a doctor but you might want to try replace your fluids and you might want to try an active cool down so you might want to just go for a walk stretch out your body get some movement in might help might not there you have it those are all the questions for this week i will answer plenty more next week i've got a bunch of them actually peace out if you've survived this long thanks for listening now don't go off into the sunset and blindly do what i may have said or recommended 
seek proper advice from qualified healthcare professionals. Like, comment, subscribe, or book in if you'd like us to assist.